Especially pleasant when the sky is that color. But it takes a different meaning in songs like this. It was Michael Johnson's biggest top 40 hit from 1978. There was more to his career than meets the eye. Get ready. It's the Michael Johnson story today on Weather Jazz. Hi to everybody. Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science. And yes, because it is Open Line Friday from time to time, it can be about anything. And we will take one of those deviations today. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier. I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television. Cleveland, Ohio. This is season three, and it's episode number 23 for Friday, January the 27th, 2023. Today's episode of Weather Jazz brought to you by Rise and Dine Restaurant in Chesterland. And it is a fantastic place for breakfast and lunch Wednesday through Monday. Closed on Tuesdays gives everybody a chance to sit back and relax. But for six days a week, they put out some truly amazing, amazing things. One of my favorite, green eggs and ham. And no, the eggs are not green, but the green comes from spinach and a spinach scramble kind of a dish. It's wonderful. And you can get different meat options within that. Every once in a while, instead of ham, I prefer gyro meat. Yep. They can do that. Just ask them and they will make sure that you have a smile on your face, not only waiting for your food, but during the enjoyment of your food and on the way out to Risentine Restaurant, southeast corner of Mayfield and Chillicothe Road, routes 322 and 306. Pay them a visit sometime. Well, okay, everybody, it is Friday. I just love saying that, which means... Almost anything goes right here in the Weather Jazz studio. Most of the time, you are treated to Meteorological Monday, Science Wednesday, but sometimes Friday can dance to the beat of a totally different drummer. And sometimes I mean that literally. If you're a Weather Jazz fan, you know that I love good music. And you also know that in my college days, I enjoyed hosting music programs on my alma mater's college radio station, WWLR-FM, which, by the way, recently was sadly sold to Vermont Public Radio. In my humble opinion, not a very smart move because it was a feather in the cap of then 
Linden State College, now University of Northern Vermont, to have an actual 2,000-watt FM radio station on campus. But I digress, and maybe, just maybe, that's the subject of another Open Line Friday segment here on Weather Jazz. But I also find it fascinating that no matter what your age is, every person believes in their heart of hearts that they had a monopoly on the best music when they were in their teens and 20s. Well, really, I'm no different. While I do have some contemporary artists that I can groove to, such as Iceland's pop star Jon Jonsson, and we've had him right here on Weather Jazz during season two. So go check out that episode when you have a chance in the archives. But there are artists from the 1970s and early 80s from whom I never grow weary of listening. The Fox 8 audience knows full well that one of my favorites is Earth, Wind, and Fire, especially the song September. But Michael Johnson's self-titled album, which was released in 1978, I was a sophomore in college that year, that's one of my go-to albums when I want to chill out just a little. Well, Recently, the thought hit me that since I've had Iceland's Jon Jonsson on Weather Jazz in Season 2, that perhaps I should see if Michael Johnson could join me for a fun look at his music in Season 3 during an Open Line Friday segment. In the same way, I'd love to see if, for instance, Barry Gibb from the Bee Gees and others, too, would ever consider a visit to Weather Jazz. So... I started digging and hoping that Michael had a website and an email or a phone number for his manager. Well, quite honestly, I was not prepared for the search results. I'm sorry to tell you that my search for a way to invite Michael is about five years too late. You see, my heart sank when I read that Michael passed away in Minnesota, where he lived, in July of 2017, he was only 72. The article that I did read about his life was truly fascinating. So rather than putting that on a shelf and letting it collect dust as an episode that could have been, I decided to make an episode of it honoring the life and career of Michael Johnson. You see, I only thought that there was one album, maybe two, in his career. I could not have been more incorrect. Get ready. We're going to dive in and share a few examples of his fascinating career. It was the song Bluer Than Blue, which broke him into the forefront of the music industry in the late 1970s. And then his follow-up hit, This Night Won't Last Forever, did equally well. But let's go back to Michael Johnson's birth. He was born on August the 8th, 1944, in a small town in Colorado called Alamosa. When he was 13 years old, he and his older brother Paul taught themselves to play the guitar. And in 1963, Michael enrolled in Colorado State University to study music. And this is where things get very interesting. You see, while he was enrolled at Colorado State University, 
He actually won a national talent contest sponsored by Columbia Records and Chicago radio station WHN. The prize? It was being recorded with a one-song release. Epic released the song Hills, and it was written and sung by Johnson. Here's a little sample. Hills, rolling hills with purple hue. Silver clouds caressed with blue. Make my wish come true. Now this was released as a 45, a single. And according to Johnson, it sold a whopping... <laughs> 23 copies, 23, and earned him a royalty of 11 cents. Now, that might have discouraged any wannabe singer-songwriters out of the business entirely. However, that did not discourage Johnson. Despite this, he dropped out of college and began extensive touring of clubs and colleges, and he actually found a receptive audience everywhere he went. In 1966, he actually went abroad to Barcelona, Spain, to expand his guitar technique. After a few satisfying years in Spain, he returned to America and lived in a garage in Bel Air with Steve Martin and Gary Mule Deer. He joined a band called The New Society for a couple of years, and when that band broke up, in 1967, he joined the Chad Mitchell Trio. Now, you're going to recognize one name, at least, in this trio. His name? John Denver. The trio eventually morphed into a band or a group called Denver, Boise, and Johnson. And this is where John and Michael spent a lot of time co-writing during this period. And their best-known collaboration was actually a song sung by Mary Travis from Peter, Paul, and Mary. And that song is called circus have a listen if i look like home to you and if i am your sign don't try to understand it die when i draw the line it hasn't come to this that you can say i waste my time looking everywhere going nowhere in 1971, he moved to Minneapolis, where he gained a rather loyal following for his music, and he regularly performed in coffee houses and small intimate listening venues. Now, the following year, he signed a recording contract with Atco Records and released his first solo album called There Is a Breeze in 1973. Now, despite becoming a big seller in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, where he was quite popular, Michael wasn't exactly enamored by the album. You see, it was very highly produced and really didn't reflect his laid-back, intimate performing style. So, in 1975, he decided to form his own label called Sanskrit, and he released two self-produced albums— the first one called For All You Mad Musicians in 1975, and the second Ain't This the Life in 1977. Both of those albums were recorded in Minneapolis. Now, two of his songs from the albums attracted the attention of singer-songwriter Gene Cotton, 
who lived in Nashville, Tennessee. And by the way, I've attempted to get Gene Cotton on Weather Jazz because he has a fascinating weather-related story wrapped into his career. However, through the years, we've not been able to make a connection. I'm still hoping that that's going to change. Well, after Gene got in touch with Michael Johnson, it resulted in a meeting in Nashville. And the result? Well, they worked with session guitarist Steve Gibson, and two songs in the studio came out, Bluer Than Blue and Almost Like Being in Love. EMI, a record label, caught wind of it, listened, and they were sold. And in February of 1978, the result was a contract with EMI America. In the era of high-energy disco, which pretty much monopolized a lot of the American Top 40 scene, songs like Bluer Than Blue and Almost Like Being In Love broke up the collection enough to be enamored by a lot of the soft pop rock audience that enjoyed that kind of music. So in the spring and summer of 1978, Bluer Than Blue rose to number 12 on the American Billboard charts. And something I did not know is almost like being in love, his follow-up hit is actually a revival of an old Frank Sinatra tune from the 1940s, and that too became a top 40 hit for Michael Johnson. In January of 1979, Michael came out with a second album from EMI America called Dialogue. And this featured a stunning version of a song, This Night Won't Last Forever. And that, too, charted on Billboard's Hot 100, going top 20 in the autumn of 1979. Now, Michael Johnson was not through yet. He came out with a third studio album in 1980. And You Can Call Me Blue was released in late 1980. The title song did become Michael's last American pop hit, only reaching number 86 on the Hot 100 Billboard charts. Here's a listen. Well, I'm not a foolish man, but I'm half out of my head. Sitting here remembering the foolish things I said. Here nobody knows me, nobody asks my name, but it doesn't really matter, cause it feels about the same. You can call me blue, you can call me untrue, you can call me wrong, even if the love is gone, you can call Well, in order to fulfill his contract obligations with EMI, he had one more album to record, and he did that, flying to White Plains, New York, to record a studio album called Lifetime Guarantee. And it started to get overproduced again, a little heavier in style and sound. And sadly, the album really did not take off very well. EMI, essentially produced little or no promotion on the album. So that album faded very quickly, and Michael Johnson disappeared for a little while. But Michael Johnson was not quite done. While he may have been done on the pop scene, he decided to try his hand at country music. 
In February of 1986, he returned to the studio for an album session, resulting in the release of an album called Wings, and it was his first under the RCA label. There were a couple of big country hits that came from that album. The first single from the album, Gotta Learn to Love Without You, reached number 12 on the country charts. And it was followed at the end of the year, 1986, by a song called Give Me Wings, which became his first number one hit. Let's have a listen to that one. He asked her, what gifts can I bring you? That my love for you is true Wanna make it mine forever There's nothing on this earth I would not do She said anything I've wanted You have given willingly So now there's only one more thing I need If you love me Give me wings Don't be afraid If I fly After his success on the country music chart, things settled down for Michael. He failed to chart after that for a little while, but despite his lack of chart success, Michael was still an in-demand performer all around the USA and especially in coffee houses and listening room circuits. And despite being self-taught, according to many, Michael Johnson's mastery of the guitar is really underrated. It is written that if he hadn't been such a distinctive vocalist, he could have easily made a good living as a session guitarist. In fact, he would often jump into the opportunity to be an accompanist rather than to be on the center stage singing. Sadly and slowly but surely, his health began to have some issues. And in 2007, he spent most of that year recovering from successful quadruple bypass heart surgery. But Michael was not done with his music career. He decided to go into the studio yet again. This time, in 2012, releasing his final album. And it was called Moonlit Deja Vu. Michael returned to his signature guitar playing and vocals. And here's an example, a cut from that album. My old man was long gone when I grew up. And my mom. She had locked her heart away You might say I never had a lesson see stylistically Michael Johnson all over the map during his long and colorful career as a musician. But if you listen very carefully to some of the selections that I've added to this episode of Weather Jazz, you'll note that one thing stood clear. 
no matter what kind of music he recorded, he did hold to a mellow, pleasant, folksy tone that served as his signature and hallmark through the years. I recently wrote in my journal a couple of days ago when I suddenly realized that Michael Johnson had recorded so much more than just the one album that I was familiar with. I wrote, I'm familiar only with his self-titled album from 1977 to 1978 on the EMI label. I listened to some of his other releases on my way home from work last night. So much talent. I wonder if he is using his talent to praise God in heaven. I sure hope he said yes to Jesus. And I'll remain hopeful that he can be a guest on what a heavenly version of Weather Jazz will end up being someday. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Weather Jazz, especially if you grew up as a teenager in the 1970s and or 80s and you recognized some of the songs that I played today. As Paul Harvey used to say, now you know the rest of the story. Well, help me to spread the word about weather jazz to your sphere of influence, those around you. Use social media, email, or simply eyeball to eyeball, word of mouth. Well, do you have a question, a topic suggestion, or you simply want to say hello? I welcome that email. You can reach me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. But you can also send me a voicemail. Pick up your phone and give me a call and leave me a message. On the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, 234-525-5888. And it is Friday, and I have opened up once more the support line. If you'd like to support Weather Jazz financially and help with some of the costs that are incurred with producing this podcast, I welcome your input, and I humbly thank you for wanting to jump on board. So here's my chance to brag on all of you. From Ohio, Brian and Christine Barnes. From Vermont, Victoria Singer and Kian Galunas. And from Florida, Bill Martin. If you'd like to join this group for season three, I welcome your support. Just go to weatherjazz.com. Click on the support tab at the very top and follow the instructions. And I will add your name to this list that I will get to brag on every Friday. I am working on some special things for next week. You don't want to miss all of the cool stuff that I've got planned, including Meteorological Monday, Science Wednesday, and Open Line Friday, right here on Weather Jazz. Have a great and blessed weekend. Weather and science across the globe. The Weather Jazz Podcast.